All right, Power Plugs. I hope y'all are ready. We have with us today 27-year veteran of marriage, mother of four, Air Force veteran, health and wellness executive, national and international music educator, ordained evangelist, jazz performer who has performed with the elite a top in blue all-around extraordinaire performer sabrina morris with us in the power plant today how you living living well highly favored and blessed indeed thank you yes, so much indeed. All, right. all right so let's plug in all right we are charged with two things one we're charged to discover our gift. And then two, we're charged to share that gift with the world. And right now there's somebody who is buried underneath the false narrative that they believe about themselves. And they're gonna see this and they're gonna say, she is where I am from. And I'm not talking about a geographical location. I'm talking about a set of circumstances that, are to be overcome. Hmm. And they're going to say she successfully navigated her way out of a place that I can't see my way out of. So Miss Sabrina Morris, this is your hour to amp the people up with the power of your story. Let's electrify them. Yes, indeed. All right. So knowing what you know now, what would you tell the 18-year-old version of yourself? And if you would be so kind as to give us a glimpse of what was going on in that young woman's world. Well, of course, I'm a product of an Air Force family. So we were brats. You know what I'm saying? We were military brats. So we popped here, popped there. And then it didn't help that my dad being an overachiever, awesome accomplisher. And he uh, rose very high and quickly within the ranks of his then company, uh, pharmaceutical sales company. And so he became a regional, of course, a regional manager and what have you very quickly. And so we moved, I can say three times in my high and my high school during my high school tenure every year of my high school tenure I was in a different school Mm. so that was what was going on that was before I would turn 18 okay so of course you know that brings even the for the a type personalities that's a lot of stress that's right. a lot. You're, you're, where are your roots? So you have no roots. You know, you're in, in, in a whole different place every year of your high school uh, life. And then everybody's looking at you for college. You know, and we're getting ready. And I was a, I was an early graduate. You know, I graduated 17. And so freshly in college. 17, not even yet 18, and just turned 18 at the beginning of that college year, collegiate year, or have lived a, a very sheltered life in the church, raised in the church. Come on. You now. know, 
<laughs> Save, sanctify, fill with the Holy Ghost, and that with fire, as we say in the Church of God in Christ. All right. You know? So uh, having that foundation, I can say is the only way I survived because I absolutely loved church, loved being in church. And that was an outlet for me because we were under such lock and key in, in, in outside of church. So that's where we were able to spread our wings in church. And so, of course, going out of that environment, very strict, very sheltered environment into the real world now at a university, uh, Colorado State to be exact. Um, I, you know, had a lot of uh, expectations that um, were probably not realistic. Okay. So if I were to say, you know, to my 18-year-old self, what would I say? I'd say, hey, just take it as it comes and continue to lean on your foundation. Um, I was a very strong individual as far as my faith was concerned. And I can say that's what kept me. You know, in the disappointments of not necessarily being in the in crowd, you know, because I didn't partake in activities that normal girls my age should have. Okay. You know, to get the guy Uh, uh, and to maintain the individual. It doesn't matter. You're better off anyway. That's all right. About that. At the end of the day and in the, with the bigger picture, your accomplishments and, your achievements and your ability to stay firm in your faith and what you believe rings better than succumbing and acquiescing to what the world thinks is normal. Come on. That makes sense. That's so power right there. Hold on real quick. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's, it's very, very, very true. I mean, and I was, I'm, I was proud. I'm proud of that 18-year-old girl. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I do know that that 18-year-old girl suffered somewhat emotionally because of the rejection. But that's okay. She needed to know it's all right. Because in the bigger picture, if you're coming out on top. There you go. You're, you're going to be one that's revered. Like, wow, you did that. Wow. You were able to not succumb and not not to be uh to give in to you know the pressures that you would feel normally. And just like high school pressures, there are college pressures as well. That's now people right. are about their business. A lot more people are about their business than in high school, trust me. I'm not saying that it's just like high school, but similar in, in different ways. And uh so I, I hope. Y'all are listening out there because there are pressures. And let me just say, some might disagree with me, but there are certain pressures that are put on young women that are not necessarily placed on young men. And and it's this imbalance of expectations for uh, the way that different people are raised that Young women are supposed to carry themselves at a certain caliber, but then at the same time, young men are, are taught to get out there and act a fool, I'm going to say it, 
Um, <laughs> in some situations, now not not everybody's situation, but right. those pressures of expectations are there. And uh, if you're out there and you're in this situation, stand strong in what yes. in what you believe to be the truth because not everyone has had the same background as you either coming into those same pressures. So you being a light, not even understanding that you were a light at the time because you're in the midst of it. um, This, this is just powerful stuff. Um, Okay. So can you tell us the story of how you discovered the gift that, that lives within you? Well, that's so funny. I think, I think um, it had to have been when I was in high school. And I'll tell you a funny story. I was, that was my senior year, brand new to Colorado, brand new to Cherry Creek High School in Gould, Colorado. I didn't, I didn't know anyone, but that A-type personality, never meet a stranger, can talk to anyone at any time, you know, in any circle. Didn't matter if you were a jock. Didn't matter if you were a stoner. I think that was what they called them. That, that is what they. That's what they didn't called them. Didn't matter if you were the popular preppy right. people. Didn't matter if you were the artsy people. I got along with them all. I can speak the language. That yeah. is a gift. Yes, uh, indeed. What? Where that gift actually? I guess presented it somehow when I really came into the realization that this is something that God has put within me for a, even a bigger purpose um, was when I was getting involved and I really, you know what? I just got involved just for the sake of doing it. Just, just to see if it would work. Not only did I get involved, I was in 10 clubs and in leadership of the president of one vice president of the other, uh, you know, and, and nominated for homecoming queen by three. Come on now. How does that happen with a brand new individual? Brand new. I mean, brand new. They don't know me from Adam's house cat. Yet what I said, how I spoke, how I interacted and impressed upon the people in the room caused them to trust me enough, caused them to be so absolutely like, I wouldn't say in awe because they were like this, you know, they were like that, (laughs) but they were so just kind of taken like, who is this? Oh my gosh. I think she should be president. And I, I mean, I was doing it for sport. Right. I was like, wow, this is, what is this? This is something special. This is something different. That's giftedness and boldness. Boldness. Crazy. It was it was crazy. And 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 out and I here I am, 16 at that point, hadn't turned, you know. And I'm just like blown away by wow, this is really happening. I'm really impressing upon these people. I'm really making an impression. Wow. Uh and a positive one, not a negative one. Right. So right. I thought that I think that was the time that I really felt as though I had something special within, and that God had poured quite a bit. You know what I'm saying? 
wow. uh, for me to try to navigate that. And that was that was a challenge to be young and not really because I didn't really have I wouldn't say wise, godly counsel, but I didn't have because of being that military brat moving from school to school to school. I didn't necessarily have folks that maybe were uh, older than me to kind of say, hey, okay, you want to do this way, this way, or you well, watch out now. You may not want to put all of that out there. You know what I'm saying? Because it's difficult when God and when you're gifted. Right. And, and you're gifted in so many different areas. It's just, you know, it. what do you do with that? Which way do you go? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, so, and you're just so excited. You know, I mean, you're just being you. And, and you, know, you were younger than younger. most because you graduated early. So, mm-hmm. so the maturity that, yeah. level. Okay, so just real question. A secure maturity or was it um, a maturity that that you're kind of just going with it. I think, I mean, a little bit of both, if I can be honest. But God had his had his hand on on my situation uh, at a very early moment. I mean, it kind of protected me throughout that. No, I guess God wow. knowing He knows everything. Wow. So knowing that I was young and being thrown into an older situation, even by a year, you would be amazed. At the uh, at the things that go on <laughs> with no, these no. you know with kids and whatnot, I was yeah. amazed and I was yeah. in it. <laughs> wow, you know, but I was protected. That's awesome. And I, I mean, I had people who I was off limits to to the boys. Okay, I got had it was almost like I had a mom, an auntie, and older sisters, and all of that in my high school experience in my That's freshman it. year. See, so if you're listening, find yourself some good people who are going to look out for you, even when you're not so into knowing exactly what's really going on, because that happens. That happens where you think you know what's going on, but you don't. Yeah, they know more than you know, trust. <laughs> and then you being new to the to the area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So can you tell us the story of when and how you discovered you had a responsibility to share your gift with the world? Well, I think honestly, and with the world, I mean, it's just so it's, I have to come from a perspective where when I became a mom, that makes sense. When I became a mother, I knew I had little lives that I was responsible for. Okay. Little lives that I have to had to help navigate and help to help them understand, and then understanding the mixes and the different how the children were as far as their their makeup from a psychological standpoint. You know mm. what I'm saying? It was interesting. I think there it was really really a big deal for me, uh, and I understood that uh, outside of the gifts that God gave me, I would have to help navigate channel steer the children as a mother responsible for their lives you know what i'm saying and you know i just have to thank god you know we are just so blessed you know four children you know and now you know one is getting ready to graduate from hampton uh so on, Laudy, 
Uh, one has just entered uh, University of Michigan on scholarship. Come on. Um, my son getting ready to go to the Air Force, holding up that legacy. Right. And then I'm here with a, uh, a sixth grader now who wow. is already navigating, graduating early already. It has an interest in doing so. Uh, I, I can say I the things I, I just feel extremely blessed. Well, because. that in itself is a gift because you you're an educator on top of of navigating young lives. That seems kind of like it's in your wheelhouse to begin in the with. wheelhouse, right? So, right. like, when did you discover you had that that mothering gift? Because not everybody has that. True, I would say early on. I mean, I would say early on uh, when I was when I was a child dealing with my cousins, you know, I was always the one doing the hair. I was always the one seeing about the baby of the younger ones. You know, I was always the one making sure my brother had what he needed. You know, I think it was really instilled, I have to honestly say it, and, and just honed by experience. Wow. OK, mm-hmm. so that's always been your name. See? And a lot of times people, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of times people that look after other people, especially when they're young, they sometimes feel like like it's not a gift. Mm. They, they feel like that that's just a heavy responsibility while I'm looking out to make sure everybody's okay. Who's looking out, you know. Is a maturity that that comes with that. Comes with that, sure. and sometimes it can. If you don't see your situation correctly, you can get the wrong message. But well, you know, and, and you you have to agree, Brian, that sometimes it's hard to even see that when you're in it. Yes, when you are the subject. I mean, it would take somebody outside looking in to be able to convey to you, "Hey, girl, awesome." That's yeah. incredible. I mean, you know, you're just X, Y, Z age, you know, and you're taking care of this, that, and the third, you know, you're, and you're helping and, and you're here watching and this, that, and the, you know, it, it, sometimes it, it takes somebody outside of your circle of influence to really. Um, Did you have that person to affirm what it was that you were doing or, uh, cause I know that, you know, in, in, in parenting, because there is no handbook, um, mm-hmm. you're so busy trying to achieve for your children that sometimes you don't see and and take time to give them what. Because when someone's well adjusted, you think that mm-hmm. they're fine, but they may not be. That's and, right. The strong um, need help as well. And 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 I have to agree with you on that. I think that would be where uh, the lack came from. I think there would be some lack in that area uh, because, oh, well, she's going to be fine. Well, she's going to be fine. Every, I mean, I, to this day, regret having had to go to a different high school every year and made it my business that my, my kids would not. Ah, okay. However, let me just say this. My daughter, Olivia Grace, the one that's at University of Michigan, not only did she, uh, she had that foundation with one school, 
But in her senior year alone, three different schools. Wow. In her senior year alone during the pandemic, wow. where everything was virtual, three different schools. And she still graduated summa cum laude. So God is in the building. Okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God is, oh, yeah. She was a double honor graduate. That guy was all over that. Come on now. He still was there, you know, in the midst. And so I'm, I say that to say there's nothing that God can't do. There is no failure in him. That's right. If your belief system is in that, if, if you're strong in your faith, was there were there challenges for her? Sure. You know, and this is a person, you know, that dealt with anxiety and, right. and things of that nature. I mean, there were some real, real tangible challenges. These, but we just remain steadfast in faith and help navigate it as best we could and apologize profusely for putting her through that, you know. But he was, again, the father, my husband, was advancing, chief of staff and now deputy commander. You know, what can we do? God was navigating, God was placing him in those positions. Right. So what God ordains, he maintains. What you say. All right. Okay. So, which brings us to the next question. How did you make belief reality? Like you came from um, a situation where you're, uh, you didn't really have roots per se, and you had to take what it is that you had and create this reality that you're living. How did you make belief reality? Well, by trust. Just trust God and go. Don't try to have it all figured out. Don't try to look at the plan and it, it doesn't have to be all planned out. You have to resign to the fact that your life is really not yours. Okay. You can plan and it's nice to have a roadmap and God honors that. However, what he says goes and what he has for you is for you. So you have to trust. You have to do this. And that's when I think I, I got peace when I was able to just do this. Say, okay, God, what's next? That's that that is such a huge, huge thing to to grasp because um so often and so often it seems like a young person thinks that at this age I should be here, mm-hmm. I should have this, I should and then life comes along and God's timing is the best timing. There you go. Let's just say that. So he's trust. the one that's in control. He is the one that's trust. in charge. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner you come to the mindset and your perspective is honing on that mere fact, the better your life and more peaceful your life and more content your life will be. Trust. I can say that much. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay, what would you like to share with uh, the listeners about what is on your horizon and where they can interact with you in the uh, online community and locally? Give us a, just a, an example of all the, the things that you're doing. Like, Oh, well, uh, our candle, calendar is full, with, and I thank God for that. I certainly uh, that agree that this is seemingly a year of production for us. Well, what? Uh, let the listeners know what you what you what what your calendar is full of doing. 
We are performing quite a bit. I have a jazz vocalist, as you said before. Yeah. Uh, jazz vocalist, my husband, is an incredible beast on the saxophone. And yeah. so we have a group. Uh, of course, we have a larger conglomerate called the Morris Group. Um, and then uh, we uh, are called Just the Two of Us. Our, our group that we have together is called Just the Two of Us. Okay. And so it is. And that was his idea. I thought that was very creative. Nice little play on. Yeah. And then we can use that song as our theme song when we when we perform. That's so um, we're all around the Tampa area uh, as being hired and 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 requested uh, as a group to come and perform. Um, you can definitely reach out to us and 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 like us on Facebook. We have a J. It's called J Two, uh, and that was really for just the two of us. But it's a, the Facebook page is J Two, and so I will make sure. Whatever mm-hmm. you say, I want to post a link of oh, how uh, everyone can find you. This is Part, certainly, certainly. So that's on Facebook. And then we also have an Instagram page uh, that will definitely drop the link as well. So you can certainly do that. Thank you so very much for uh, lending your story uh, and what it is that you're up to with the listener. Power plugs. Just remember. uh to trust what you can control is the effort that you put in and the, the intensity of your excitement about what it is that you want to bring into this world. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Power plugs, make sure that you uh, continue to plug in, check in on one another because you, we never know from day to day, what is going on in each other's lives, but together and connected, we're going to make it. That's right. So thank you so much. And oh, thanks for having me, Brian. This was wonderful. Thank all you. right. Take care. To change the narrative in your life, take the next step. Invest in yourself and book a life strategy coaching session with me at www.beliefinteriordesign.com. Let's start the journey of making belief reality.